Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I love you. You may be seated. I would like to follow the Holy Spirit's direction in these training sessions. For the Lord specifically directed me to teach you um, about authority or jurisdiction or dominion. That's the same thing and power, authority and power. It is very important for me to be obedient because when I allow the Lord to pour out of me into you, out of my spirit, out of his spirit, in my spirit, into you, I am pouring more than logical principles. I'm pouring more than a human plan. No, no. I am pouring an enablement into your life. And I believe that we would all agree today that we are not here because our desire is to stay on the level that we are on, but rather we are here because we know he has an empowerment, an enablement, and an active, relevant revelation that will change the quality of our humanity, that we will not walk like mere defeated humans confused and depressed and oppressed and fearful because we are unaware of the very presence of the supernatural invisible one but on the contrary we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother we have an indweller that lives on the inside of us that has made our body the temple of the almighty holy spirit someone that rises up against everything that is called majority and proves that the odds are against your enemy and those that are for you are greater than those that are against you and that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're not average. You're not substandard. You're not peripheral. You're not weak. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're not a victim. You're a victor. You are in the middle of a visitation, an encounter of transformation and change, healing and health, endowment, enlightenment, illumination, brilliance, activity, answers. 
answers that are coming your way in the middle of times that you are stronger than. Regardless of the changing world that you are living in, the change that the God of the universe is doing in you is greater than the change that this world is taking. And you are here to reverse what has been reversed and bring it back into order. Hallelujah. Through the power of the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, that was a mouthful because I'm trying to tell you what I'm going to teach on this week and authority and power. Now, why is that? And to come down here, I have a verse of scripture I will read today. The rest I'm going to have to quote. Why, why, why are we authorized by our heavenly father and through the payment in full that Jesus Christ, our savior and redeemer made in order to have jurisdiction or authority or dominion or sultanship or kingship? Not through the arm of the flesh or personal agenda, but through the power of the Spirit and the promises of God. Child of God, it is brilliant of you to believe His promises and doubt His threats. It is brilliant of you to doubt the threats of your enemy and believe the promises of your God. Now, now why, why authority? Well, authority secondarily for us to be an example. Secondary, can I go second first? Secondarily, or lastly, is for us to be an example through personal progress that God has done so, and, and is doing that we can testify about and tell of what he has done in our life. It cannot be primary because then it will be selfish. Are you listening to me? If I take authority granted by God and use it for my own betterment first, then I'm putting number second first instead of putting number one first. And if I seek first, all of these things shall be added unto me. So I'm, I'm, uh, somebody say I'm intelligent enough not to rob myself of the, of the, 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 the blessing of prioritizing the one that deserves the honor and the praise. Authority. What is it for? Well, the greatest cause for authority is the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. Duplicate 
yourself because before I can make a disciple I must have been made a disciple before Christ could, could send anybody out he had to call them and make them disciples and he called them and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and over all manner of sickness and all manner of disease God is a disciple maker God does not just want you to have a spark of salvation in your life that might go out and might grow dim what God has begun in you the good news is he will not stop you don't have an excuse big enough to talk yourself out of the call that God has called you into you are going to be raised up to be a giant killer in this earth today your Goliaths will fall hallelujah, hallelujah. following Follow. isn't that true so he says go ye into all the world and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost glory be to God and, and so he says uh, and, and, and then he tells us in, in the gospel of Mark and these signs will accompany them that believe and he goes on to tell us what the signs are isn't that correct And then he tells us in the gospel of John, as my father has sent me. Are you listening to me, daughter? The same way, that's what that word is. In the same fashion that my father has sent me, so send I you. I'm sending you with the authority that I have that you couldn't earn that Adam couldn't give you because he didn't have it but I brought it into earth and I embodied it into my life and I manifested it in my ministry now I'm sending you not without authority not without dominion not not without jurisdiction but I'm sending you in the same way that my father has sent me you have not chosen me I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you would go forth and bear fruit and your fruit will remain some of you here think that you're going to work on the same level you used to work on and have business on the same level you used to have business on and teach on the same level you used to teach on and live on the same level you inherited from your earthly human family tree but I'm here to tell you there is an induction into a level of authority the likes of which you have never walked in previously and it's upon you this week glory be to God are you are you catching the authority 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 means jurisdiction or legal right or spiritual right or divine what Privilege. It is a divine privilege to say no to the enemy. Now watch this. In order to be able to say no to what's not of God, there has to have been a change in us and then we have to be convinced that that change is greater than anything that is not. And that change is also identified the name. 
I don't want to go too much because first century's attacking me from next week. <laughs> and it, Did you catch what I just said? Yes. So, so, so he says, uh, in order for me to know that, I have to know that the change is so real and so powerful and so true that anything that seems as if it is not, does not deserve my attention. So that when the enemy when the enemy takes roll call, he says, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. Are you, notice, Jesus I know, well Jesus is Jesus because Jesus is Jesus. But Paul is Paul because Jesus made him Paul. My God, when you know that your name has been changed from defeated to victorious, from downcast to uplifted, from lost to saved, from blind to seeing and visionary, from dead to life, then your enemies recognize the ring of authority in your voice. And that authority that authority is very important to get the results that God has called us to receive in the earth. That, that divine jurisdiction that he gave us is very important to America today and the world today. How many of us are Christians? Shout yes. yes. Shout again. Yes. Now listen to me. There is no doubt if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're going to go to a better place, you're going to live forever, and it's going to be wonderful, and all of that. But now, there is a doubt in the majority of the church world today about our ability to rule and reign in this life. People in the church are not taught that your authority is greater than your enemy, than your, your victory and your promise is greater than his threats, that God's provision is greater than the devil's theft, that the answers are greater than the questions that people do not know, that the wisdom is greater than the ignorance that is in the world today, that you are carrying an answer with authority. Hallelujah. How many of us here today, you said, doctor, I am ready to stand in the authority that God has given me and take back what the... Hallelujah. And uh, so that's what he said, as my father has sent me, so send I you. Well, in that there is exousia, authority, uh, uh, divine authority, spiritual jurisdiction, sultanship, kingship, or rule. I'm talking about uh, the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me? Yes. And, um, and um, divine privilege, a privilege that is divinely granted by the divine one. The divine nature in you gives you the privilege to say something 
and you're something of God associated with who he is and dependent on him to perform it your reputation is not on the line fearing the defeated is confusion did you catch that how many of you know who the defeated is is your enemy defeated is he defeated permanently or all his help all his demons all his imps all his followers defeated are all the principalities defeated permanently they're not defeated temporarily are they defeated by the Lord's victory now did the Lord win the victory for him or did the Lord win the victory for you did he did he come down to defeat the devil so heaven would do better or did he come down and defeat the devil so that you could rise up and enjoy the defeat of your enemy and the victory of your savior hallelujah glory to God and uh and so as my father has sent me so send I you and uh, you have not chosen me I have chosen you and I've ordained you that you may what go forth and that that's authority you go forth that's authority and that you may bear fruit and that your fruit may remain right and so, so again he tells us what 72 of us he says go whatever city I would go to and um, you know the story. We come back with great joy, saying the devils bow down and run, flee when we use your name. Even the devils are subject to us in thy name. Just so you know that we're talking Bible. Right? He, he said, I beheld Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Rejoice not that the devils are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven my God it's your name your name is no longer what it used to be your name is not on the same level my God your nature is not what it used to be your nature is not on the same level hallelujah he said now he said now look or hear I give you exousia, authority, over all the dunamis of the devil, the power of the devil. I give you authority, one translation says, I give you divine right, spiritual jurisdiction to advance by setting your foot on scorpions and snakes you are called to be the kind of Christian that stomps every devil that stands in your way my God because you have authority in the name of the God of glory hallelujah hey 
Hey! Hey! And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Authority to advance. Amen. And that means your feelings might tell you something different. You see, someone says, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, you better make a choice because some will say, I don't believe that. Believers believe. Believers believe. And our faith is assurance of the outcome. Our faith is not having already seen it. Are you listening? Our faith is knowing it ahead of time and stepping in spite of emotions, in spite of threats, in spite of... So our feelings will say no, the world will say no, the news will say no. The news will say no, the news will say, the, the, the haters will say, shut up and be quiet, you're, you, you Christians, you're, you're old hat, you're just, you, you, you believe in some kind, uh, you believe in a, in a zombie, you believe, you, they'll call you all kinds of names, call you all kinds of names, until you stand up and begin to demonstrate that there's not a warlock and there's not a witch and there's not a witch doctor and there's not a sorcerer and there's not a demon and there's not a power that has as much power granted to them as you have in your Lord and Redeemer. My God, my God, you're a world changer. You're a nation changer. How many International Miracle Institute do we have here? Shout you. And um, and so, just just to set the stage for today. When the Lord rose, rose from the dead and appeared to um, the, the women and sent, sent them to tell the apostles and, and then appeared to, um, to, uh, appear to us 40 days. After his ascension, after he ascended from, the, uh, from Bethany, he took, him, took us as far out as Bethany and blessed us and Ascended bodily. Now, 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 I'm not going to get into that too much, but I'll get into it a little bit. The Word became a man. Are you listening to me? God, the Word, became a man. And in the Word, He said, um, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Huh? In, in burnt offerings and sacrifices you had no pleasure, but a body hast thou prepared me. So he comes and he, he is in 
incarnate or embodied in the little body in the womb of the virgin and infuses humanity that would have forever been terminal back to earth. Dust you are and to dust you will return. But he came and infused humanity with his own presence and for the first time we saw a man but he wasn't just a man. We saw a human but he wasn't just a human. We saw a good man but he wasn't just a good man. We saw a prophet but he wasn't just a prophet. My God. So much so that, that, that he came down and he said, a body has now prepared me. And then when he went up, he went up in that body. So he took up that which would have gone down and dissipated and fell apart and took him, part of him. He became God and man united in Christ Jesus so God and man could sit at the right hand of Father as well as God and man live right on the inside of you today because you are a partaker of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world. I'm going to stop till somebody around the world recognizes what it is to be a Christian. Glory, glory, glory. And that's, uh, and that's what he exactly clearly specified when he said the words I speak to you, they are what? Spirit and life. And he says what? And if you see the son of man ascend where he was before. It is the spirit that quickeneth. What if you see bodily the Son of Man ascend and go up to heaven? Glory where he was before. The Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became a man. But the Word didn't throw the physicality of man in the ditch. He upgraded the physicality of man and took him up you will not leave my soul in hell neither will you suffer your holy one to see corruption that's why you and I know that we will be raised or we will be changed and we will put on immortality we believe in a bodily resurrection we believe in a spiritual change as well as a physical transformation isn't that right? So, so when we saw Christ, we saw the Lord, we didn't know it at the time, but we were seeing the man. We weren't seeing just a man, we were seeing the man. And we, <laughs> we weren't seeing a God, we were seeing God the Word. Are you listening? And he was revealing whom? The Father. 
So there's only one way to the Father, and that is the, the Son or the Word. Are you listening to me? And there's only one kind of man, and that is the God kind of man, and no man could produce the God kind of man, so God provided himself the God kind of man so he can perpetuate the inheritance by sharing of himself with sons and daughters that are today candidates for victory 100% of the time. Glory, glory, glory. Now it's okay. It's okay if you say, well, doctor, I believe that. I believe that, but I believe it'll happen when the Lord comes back. It's okay. Just stay that way till the Lord comes back. And then you could get to become a little more like us. But we're impressed with the first time he came and with what he did to the devil and how he overcame death, hell, and the grave and how he took the keys away and how he said it is finished. We're so impressed with that. Isn't the Lord wonderful? And this is what he said. Now we're talking about what? Authority and power. So this is what he said. He or she. He's talking about he, meaning humanity. That believeth on me, King James says. The original languages say in me. He that believeth in me. You you believe in Christ? Are you listening to me? Do you believe in him? The works that he does, will you do also? Well, how? Without authority and without power? Impossible. The works that I do, shall he do also? And greater works than these shall he do? Because I go to my father. Not because you ask me to do the same work. No, because I'm going to send the comfort of the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you. And I will rise up in you in authority and power to manifest that I've come to change you. Not only to change your destination, but to change the way with which you journey going to eternity hallelujah authority and power so before he ascended we're walking with him in the first chapter of the um, of the acts of the apostles according to the record of St. Luke and uh, we are discussing with him the things and he's teaching us the things pertaining to the what Kingdom of God. Shout those words. So we're discussing the, the words about the kingdom of God. And one thing very, very comforting right now th- that I might not have time to share, but I'm going to share it anyway, is that the kingdom of God is linked to thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of God is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So they say, is there anybody here ready for some things on earth as it is in heaven? Anybody ready for some previews? Anybody ready for some? My God. My God. 
And so we're discussing with him the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And you remember, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said, he said, he said what he said. Because I have to jump that, uh, Samson. <laughs> Junior Samson. No, it's, I, I have to jump that. Is that okay? It's not for you to know that. No. He said, but you shall receive power. After that, Gabriel blows the trumpet. After I return in my second coming. But you shall receive power. Shout that word. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses, proof providers, evidence suppliers. Hallelujah. Unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Hallelujah. And so, and he told us he will baptize us with fire, power and fire. He told us that. And then we see it in the Acts of the Apostles in the second chapter when the day of Pentecost was fully come and we were all with one accord in one place. We were having church like normal. And, and you know, and we're waiting. Now why? We have authority. We, ha- we know what the mission is. But he said, don't go without power. Now let me stop. Child of God, if it was wrong and impossible for the originals to go without power, how in the world dare we entertain the concept of going without power? If Jesus said, stay till you get empowered to the originals, why would he take away the power later on to leave the church running around with a great commission and no ability to perform the results. Uh, Why would he take away your gun and leave you with a badge? Why would he give you law and not give you the ability for enforcement? My God. No, 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 no. When the Holy Spirit moved into earth and the rushing mighty wind sound hit the planet and it filled the house where we were sitting and there appeared to us cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of us and we were all baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost as began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave us utterance. That was the power that no demon, no devil, no sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no malady, no opposition in this world can prevail against it. My God, you are a giant killer. You are a mountain mover. You are a dead man raiser. You are a sick man healer to the glory of God. Isn't that good? Excuse me, I'm 
I'm supposed to teach. I know, I know, I'm teaching. So we see that authority and power shared like this are not subjects filed away in different files. They're not subject matters, but empowerments that are relevant to our daily life. The yeas and the nays are full of the whoos and the jahayama. Yeah. You know, your decisions are full in God with empowerment. Amen. And, uh, and so the power of God came upon us and uh, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. And part of that um, that I have to talk about, how many of us here, we, we are filled with the Holy Spirit? Every Christian is actually. But how many of us have a prayer, the prayer language? Not only, so, some may have diverse kinds of tongues an interpretation of tongues, but now I'm talking about these signs that accompany the believer. And, and, and in my name, will they cast out devils and then go down the line? They'll speak with new tongues. Those, uh, those things, he says, how, let him speak. If they, let him speak, let her speak, herself and God, because no man understands what, what they're saying. And their, uh, their, their, their understanding is unfruitful. But what are they doing? They are in the spirit speaking mysteries to God. Thank you very much. Stop consulting your mind on defining who you are to your heavenly father. Because your mind might put in your mouth words that negate his definition. You may tell God your experience. Lord, I know you're disappointed in me. Lord, you know what I've been through. Lord, you know I'm trying my best. So you be talking stupidity to God. But you switch over in the spirit and start speaking mysteries to God. And you say, Thank you that your blood cleanses me. Thank you that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Thank you for choosing me to be a member of your body. Hey! Hey! And so this empowerment that God has given us, the sacred scriptures call it, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost praying in the Holy Ghost and here I am and here you are praying in the Holy Ghost and 
you don't even understand what you're saying, but he that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, for he maketh intercession to the saints according to the perfect will of God. And you are praying, and you don't know what you're praying or how big your prayer is. So while you're touching nations and touching regions, you're building up your spirit, man, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost so that your authority is infused with power. Your words are not just loud. Your words are not just words. When you say go, there is a dunamis inside of your command that explosively repels the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Lift your right hand up and shout, woo. And uh, <clears throat> authority is a kin or a twin to faith. Because you have it all the time, but it comes alive when it comes in agreement. Did you get catch that? Yeah. It's a kin and, 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 and a twin to faith, authority, because authority unacted upon is the same like faith without corresponding action. Yes. So let me give you an example. There was a woman that was pretty messed up. I don't even know if I want to share the, these terrible statistics. Um, <laughs> how many of us here, uh, daughters um, and, and some of the guys, you're in the medical field. Some kind of wave at me. I know, I know a lot of us. This fellow spoke to me, and, and, and I did some research. Just I just wanted to see something. And um, recently, I'm going to share it, see. Recently, and, and this is not to, not to say anything bad about the medical community, because unfortunately, in, even in the Christian world, most Christians don't yet have, but they're going to. They do not yet have that God level of faith, receiving belief that divine health belongs to us. Some people are still wondering whether healing is for today. Are you, are you listening to me? So, so we need good doctors and we need good nurses to keep some good, well-meaning Christians alive long enough till we deliver to them the enablement, hallelujah, to not need to be in the emergency room. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But many, many very reliable uh, uh, organizations, including Hopkins, did a research, and uh, the, they, according to the numbers, in America, annually, in America, somebody hit somebody says, America's good, first world. In America, the third cause of death in America 
comes from avoidable mistakes made in hospitals. Now, I'm only talking about people who die in the hospital. That's That's the research they did. Avoidable mistakes made in hospitals while treating curable diseases. Meaning heart disease is the number one killer. Cancer is the number two killer. And avoidable mistakes are number three killers. Yet everybody wants to attack believers and leaders and generals and prophets and apostles that believe that healing is for today and I've not had people die because I pray for them not one time not one time nobody has died because I prayed for them So don't give me that high hope stuff and false hope stuff when the third cause of death is being in a hospital and having someone unfortunately make a mistake and you could have been cured because it wasn't terminal, but you died. We're going to change some things. We're... you didn't know that lift your hands up and wave at me all right and and that's nothing against our our people I, I have here some and 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 all over the world our nurses uh, medics they go in and they don't only minister uh, what the doctor says but they speak and they say come out of that coma and people come out of that coma. See, we need God. We need God. God is relevant. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. So I was over here. And I uh, was talking about the um, the woman. I was talking about authority and faith being kin. Yes. Yes. But this is phenomenal. I'm so glad I brought my notes today. <laughs> <laughs> and and so so just because I'm authorized to do something doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. And, and just because I have faith for something doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. I need to make what? Decision. Shout that word. Decision. I need to decide before I feel. Yes. And so when that woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years and had gone, to, thank God she survived, had gone to, suffered many things at the hand of physicians and instead of getting better she got worse and uh, she spent everything that she had when she heard of Jesus huh what happened faith comes by what did it end there no when she received faith she received 
an empowerment, a divine jurisdiction to make a decision. She came in the press behind. Huh? She's still sick, but she's coming in the press behind. Because she said, if I touch his clothes, I will be made whole. So her authority granted by the hearing of faith was acted upon till she made contact. And when she did, virtue or power went out of him. And that dunamai made her whole from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. So she knowing in her body that, my God, she was healed of that plague. Many of you will be healed of some things that haunted you for a long time. Powerful, powerful. And so, so, uh, how are we doing, Pastor? Four minutes. The um, the investment the Lord has made in us is worthy of inspection, worthy of of um, uh, our studious reflection on it. It's worthy of our majoring in it. Does that make sense? And and it's worthy of us choosing to take the limits off of it if we see the yes and amen promise about anything we take the limit off of it are you listening to me okay and I'll share something that many of you I my students may have heard um, when I was uh, just a, you know in my late teens and uh, just always been an addict of the word of God. When, when God called me, I just basically just devoured the word and, and just fed on the word of God and believed the word of God. And one day I pulled over in our driveway and um, I, uh, it, was, it was around 78, 1978. And uh, my car had overheated. So I, I, I'm not a mechanic or anything, you know. All I know is that smoke was coming out of, under the hood. So I opened the hood. And um, in those days, a radiator, and that radiator I had a cap on it. And that cap had a valve release valve. You kind of open it up like that and it goes, lets the steam out. And I knew enough to know that you probably had to water it with a hose down till the steam stops 
and before you grab it, and I did, grabbed it with a towel, and when I went like that, it didn't do anything, so I, I, I opened the thing. When I did, the thing, uh, the cap flew, and, and water just exploded, scorching water, exploded out, hit my face, my hair, my shirt, every part of my body. The first thought, now, now we're talking about, I don't know, microseconds. There is no, there's no, t- you, 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 you can, there's a way with which your mind works sometimes. Everybody here that is way beyond what you understand, only the, the, the highest thoughts you remember. Well, the, at a moment like that, the highest thought was, you know, you know, you're, you're burnt. Can you imagine this pretty face? <laughs> and um, and but right, I mean, just like that, right up out of my spirit, just like that, immediately. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, you will not be burnt, neither will the flame kindle upon you. And I took a towel and I said, I don't burn in Jesus' name. I had no pain, I had no scar, I had no effect of that incident. The accident did not have dominion over me. I had dominion over the accident. But see, there had to be a decision made. Somebody said, well, I don't believe you. Well, I don't care. I'm not trying to, you know, create a fan base here. I'm just trying to tell you that someone is living on the inside of you. His name is the God of glory, the King of heaven, the Word of God. And, and I said, I don't burn in Jesus' name. And, and no pain. Nothing, I just dried my face, not even red, not even red. So that was in, in, in 1978. In about 1991, 92, um, uh, um, 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 uh, pastor, at, at that time, Pastor Tom Bynum and Apostle John Eckhart in, 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 uh, in uh, the Windy City in Chicago had a conference called uh, Chicago Fire. It's kind of like a play uh, on words because you know the Chicago Fire. Who... <laughs> well, so they invited Dr. Harfush, Dr. Robin, as keynote speakers, Ed Dufresne, who's now with the Lord, was one of the speakers. And, um, and uh, then I, I did two things. One, I did two nights of, of miracles. We had thou- several thousand people there. And I preached, taught, laid hands on people. During 
the days, I had a, an entire couple of days where there were 200 uh, full-time pastors from the surrounding states and from that state. Are you following me? That sat in my meetings called the School of Signs and Wonders. And they were trained. Well, on Wednesday night, I shared the 78, 79 story on the I don't burn in Jesus name. <laughs> Thursday morning, I'm up in my hotel room and uh, some of you have heard the story. How many have never heard the story? Let me see your hands. Keep them up. Look around. Look how many people haven't heard this. It's, 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 that's why the Lord's leading me to. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm ironing my shirt, preparing for the, the, the teaching session. And uh, I'm ironing my shirt and I put the iron down. This is just it, before God. I put the iron on the ironing board and it fell over. It fell over on my left hand and it went, pssst, you know, and I took it up. When it did, you could, I can literally smell burning flesh. And just like that, I'm talking about microsecond. I'm talking about like, just like that. Just like that. The thought comes, you were bragging on yourself last night and the Lord allowed this to happen to you to, to humble you. And I said, you, I, went like this. I said, you lying devil. I, I was bragging on Jesus. I said I was bragging on the Lord not on myself and besides all that I don't burn in Jesus name when I when I took my hand off the other hand there was no mark no smell no pain no burn my God and somebody said well I don't believe that well Sit down a minute. One of our Bible school students was a dental technician. And he got an IMI and was listening to the same tape one day. And when he was listening to that tape, I could tell you his first and last name right now by the Holy Ghost. And um, um, he uh, asked it uh, that he worked with to make dentures and make different things. Broke and and fell on his arms and both arms had flames coming up out of them like that but he had just listened to his daily I am my dose and when that microsecond came he said I don't burn in Jesus name and stop And I believe one of my disciples, unless I'm discombobulated, that's here today, was working with a machine. Is that right? Okay, I'm right. Because, see, it's coming back to me. Was working with the, with the machine that, that, you know, this was years ago, probably 23 years ago. And, um, and, and the thing exploded and, 
and I think acid, was it acid or was it water? Hot pressure, pressure washing went right into his eyes and he went on his knees, went into right into, uh, I think I'm getting it right, aren't I? Into a, there was a little mud and puddle of mud and he grabbed the water, threw it in his eyes and when he went to the doctors, they said anybody else would have been blind. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm telling you. You have authority that will allow the power of God to move in your life. You make the right decision. The power of the living God will preserve you, will keep you, will sustain you, will aid you, will raise you up. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, well, Doc, you're talking, and, and, and let me just say this. I believe that everyone under the sound of my voice today should and may and will be spared from having to use that because we believe in the protection of angelic hosts that keep you and preserve you my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You getting anything out of this? Yes. So, um, the Apostle Paul, if because today hit someone's high five say this is this is uh, doc's introduction <laughs> this is the introduction <laughs> uh, the um, the so I'll stick with the apostle Paul just just a little bit the apostle Paul if, if you take time and when you take time to read throughout his, his um, both his acts, his things, how he got converted, what he did in, in the Acts of the Apostles, but then his epistles. Because every one of those epistles were written to what? And, and so even when he wrote Timothy to Timothy or whatever, he wrote through Timothy to the church, didn't he? Okay, so whenever you read, you notice his opening statements normally call him an apostle, not of man, but of God, not by the will of men, etc. But then he goes on to say, to all the saints. Do you notice that? To the saints that are. So he calls believers what? So he calls believers saints. So when he writes, he gives us a clear definition on how to, for instance, govern the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. He tells us about having an interpreter. He tells us about if we don't have an interpreter to speak in the tongues, speak to yourself and to God, doesn't he? He tells us not to despise prophesying. Why would the Bible say don't despise prophesying if it was only going to last a couple hundred years? 
he says quench not the spirit why would he say don't quench the spirit if there'll come a day nearly right after maybe he dies or a couple other people die and you won't need to deal with the spirit because he'll just be you know inside of you just giving you this little light of mine You get quiet on me right now. Don't get quiet on me. You know what I'm talking about. You are the heir of the original faith delivered once and once and for all to the saints' safekeeping. The power of God has not grown weak. Our God has not gotten weak. His arm has not gotten short. His power is readily available today for your life. So in writing to the to Second Corinthians, he says, uh, "Now the Lord is the Spirit." That's scripture. That's not dispensational. Are you catching this? In other words, that's not for a period. And so someone says, "Well, these experiences stopped." Well, then most of the Bible stopped. Isn't that right? So our New Testament would, would mean nothing if, if all of these things stopped because most of our New Testament is full of these things. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And then he goes on, but we with an open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord now the Lord is the spirit so when Christ tells us I will send you another comforter are you listening to me and he says and he will receive of mine and give it unto you all things that are the fathers are mine that's why I told you he will receive of mine and give it to you am I quoting the Bible then that means that whatever belongs to Jesus all the things that are God the fathers are his Jesus so the Holy Spirit here will take what is of Christ and give it to you so you cannot run into Jesus and not run into a miracle not run into a healing not run into a forgiveness not run into a blessing neither can you that with the Holy Spirit of God amen isn't that good How long did it take you to get here? A whole day. Uh, a whole day. At least it didn't take you a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> a day with the Lord. Uh, <laughs> woo! And so in writing to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 1, he says, Christ is the wisdom of God. And the power of God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God is vested in his authority. The power of God is twin and partner with the decision you make that is based on authority given by God to you. That you who do not, me who do not qualify 
by our own actions to purchase such a blessing have been granted that blessing by grace so that by grace through faith we can accept the unacceptable and do the impossible and with God nothing is impossible but nothing is impossible with the one that believes so you and God start walking on the same page together we're impossible Right? So, he, so he, he goes on to the second chapter and he says, And my speech and my preaching, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Right? And, uh, but he says, My speech and my preaching was with demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now, now look at me for a minute. Did the Apostle Paul take some of that same speech and preaching and put it in writing? It's not a trick question. I just quoted it because I read it. It's not a trick question. Is it in writing? So my speech and my preaching was with demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. So there is no way that logically a Christian should believe that Paul talked power but when he wrote it the power left the writing. You can't write the powerful and lose the power. bifocals of denominationalism by laws what somebody said and I can read and see in there yeah it used to happen like that but then my mind must think a little bit I cannot become mindless because I'm Christful I must have the mind of Christ then I have to think wait a minute if my faith should not stand in the wisdom of men then that principle never changed if my faith should stand in the power of God but God withholds his power then where is my faith going to stand how can I walk by faith and not by sight if my faith is supposed to stand in the power of God So, so, so he says, he says, uh, so he says, but, but, you know, he said, uh, but we speak wisdom among those that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world. How many believe maturity still uh, applies today for the Christian shout? Yes. yes. 
and not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the hidden wisdom. Hallelujah. Which the, uh, none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Some of you are going to get so deep in your victory and so high in your triumph that the Lord will. Ma, the credibility of Christ will fill your life. Go ahead and let the world hear the greatest shout ever ascended. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And then, uh, then he, he goes on to say at the end of that chapter. He says that uh, the carnal or the natural man receives not or does not grant access. To, that does not grant access to the things of the spirit of God for the. For their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they're what? Spiritually discerned. Glory be to God. And then he goes on to talk about us. And he says, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. He's talking to the, the church. But we have the mind of Christ. So that means we have the mind that minds, accepts understands and operates in what people call impossible. What people say it's done away with is present in the mind of Christ. What the unbelievers doubt, believers live. And what they told you you don't have, you have more of it than you need for yourself. And those that said you don't have bread don't know that you have the bakery. My God. Hey. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. So if um, I can now read that verse of scripture and uh, the Lord has um, been ministering with me and to, to me for you since about two o'clock this morning. So this is why I'm a little bit kind of, you know, trying to use my uh, I don't know what to call it, my, my composure to hold back because we have a week and I don't want anyone to miss what's being said. When you, you share too much, we miss. 
would rather catch because it's for our benefit. It's not, it's not uh, how good someone is being used by God. It's, how, how, it's also how many of us can catch the most out of what's being said. It's very important. So speaking mysteries to God in the spirit, this verse came to me. And um, many of us here have never heard what this verse really means. And uh, um, might as well start, it's verse 22, 1 Corinthians, the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, and chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and it's going to be verse 22, but if I can, I could start. I could start with verse 19, so that it would have context. Is that okay? Yes. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you. Um, much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. Of course, you know Priscilla and Aquila are a husband and wife pastoral team. And he's, Paul personally delivers their salutation to the Corinthian church. And he goes on to say, all the brethren greet you, greet one another with an holy kiss. It was, um, it was Semitic, it was Middle Eastern, it was... Uh, Abrahamic to um, to give a holy kiss on the cheek uh, and it transferred over to the love of Christ and Christianity even though this is why if you don't have to wonder whether Judas did something weird or not you know do you see but Judas's kiss wasn't a holy kiss it went down in history and he went down to hell but, but greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, the salutation of me, Paul. Salutation, Paul, with mine own hand. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. Now the way to read that verse is this way. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Maranatha. This is why. And it's interesting that the apostle Paul, in most of the uh, ancient manuscripts, including other languages in and properly translated into the English language. Two words are used and they remain in the original. One is the Greek word anathema. Are you listening? That Greek word anathema normally means cursed. But if you go down the list of definitions and you will notice also in other languages, but you'll notice in... um, in, in Strong's and in other that part of the true meaning of the word 
is dispelled, cast out, excommunicated, or fall apart, deteriorate. All those words are synonyms. Are you following me? Now, now he's talking to the church. I want you to hear me. Look at me. He's talking to the church. Are you listening to me? He's written 16 chapters full of them having church with the presence of whom? The Holy Spirit. And he's going to tell us, that, you know, that he already told them that his, 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 his uh, words are with demonstration of the Spirit and of power and the spiritual man receiveth uh, the things of the Spirit of God, etc., etc., etc. Do you see what I mean? And he tells us uh, in the first chapter, let him that boasts, boast in the Lord. Isn't that right? He tells us Christ is the wisdom of God and the dunamai or, or dunamis of the power of God. It's the entire thing. So how would you not love the Lord Jesus? Take this 2,000 years ago and you're getting a letter from your apostle Paul and, and the leader of the Corinthian church or the reader in, in on, is reading on our gathering days and he reads that portion. How would they identify who does not love the Lord? Huh? How many want to know? They would identify the person that does not like it when the Holy Spirit moves, does not like it when prophecy takes place, does not like it when the presence comes up because they, they, they don't want to get rid of their depression, oppression, or demonization. They want to keep what they have. They want to change their church to make the house of God like their house instead of changing to become part of the house of God. They love, no, they, oh, you ask them, do you love Jesus? They said, oh yes, but then the Holy Spirit begins to move and it's the, it is the Lord moving through the Spirit and, and, and they do not like that. He said, if, now he says, if any man love not the Lord Jesus, let him be or cast out or repelled. Sometimes you don't have to do it physically. Sometimes you just worship enough until somebody... Somebody slams their Bible shut and walks out and say, hey, sometimes you might open your Bible, start talking about giving long enough until the one that really does not love Jesus more than their money get up and walk out. So he uses two words. One is Greek, but the next word is the like drop the mic word. Because the next, <laughs> so let him be anathema, and the next word is the conclusion. It's the Hebrew Aramaic Maranatha, the Lord has come. If any man love not the Lord Jesus, let him be repelled. The Lord has come. And, and, the, and the word is triune. It's like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Are you listening to me? So the Lord has come, the Lord is present, and the Lord is coming soon. Maranatha, the Lord is here. You don't like Jesus? Get out. You don't like Jesus? And it's fascinating to me, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Garland, it's fascinating that, that, that the Apostle Paul would use the Greek in the anathema, uh, and he would use the Hebrew Aramaic or the Hebrew tongue in the Maranatha. It is fact, the Lord is here. He ain't going to be cast out. You, hey, it's his house. It ain't your house. It is not a club. It is, it is his house. It's not what you make it. It is his house. It is his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. So, and I want to tell you prophetically right now, I didn't mean to tell you this, but there are some circumstances, conditions, oppositions, challenges, warfare against your life that is anti Christ and anti your love for Christ. Let them be anathematized because Maranatha, the Lord is on you. The Lord is in you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. My God, there is an anointing in this place. There is an anointing in this place. There is an anointing. your relationships, the attack against your call, the attack against your training, the attack against the provision of God in your life does not love the Lord Jesus. Let it be dispersed. Let it be cast out. Let it be excommunicated out of your home, out of your life, and out of your walk. Maranatha, the Lord is come. Your health is come. Your healing is come. Your breakthrough is here. My God, my God, your breakthrough is here. Lift your hands and give God the greatest shout of victory you have ever. see our homes and we're going to see our our houses of worship and we're going to see our nation and our jurisdiction exercise to invite the Lord to do what he wants to do for mankind 
the people that are hurting, the people that are, that, are, that, are, that are being taken advantage of by the invisible dark forces of evil. And we're, we're going to see the presence of Maranatha, the presence of the it is finished, the presence of I'm alive forevermore, the presence of the one who is never absent. Drive out everything that is an agitation an irritation or an opposition in your life. Victory is not on the way. Victory is happening now. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today, Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.